Hello and welcome back. I'm Steve Murphy, a trust and estates attorney with McGuire Woods LLP. And this is Once Removed, my podcast on estate planning, trusts, property, taxes, family, legacy, and everything else on my clients' minds, and everything else on my students' minds, and everything else on my mind. This next episode is another episode on taxes. In a prior episode, we addressed two important types of transfer taxes in the US, the estate tax and the gift tax. And as we saw, those two taxes are closely related. This separate episode is on another type of transfer tax called the generation skipping transfer tax or GST tax. Now here at Once Removed, we believe that taxes should be a factor to consider in the estate plan, but it's not the only factor. And in fact, it's probably not the most important factor. But nevertheless, it is a factor. In some later episodes, we'll talk about some more specific nuances here with the GST tax. But the goal for the next few minutes is just to walk through the basics of how the GST tax operates. This is a complex tax and it applies to transfers between multiple generations. Some believe it almost acts like a penalty for those transfers. And in many cases, it's just a trap for the unwary. So a few terms before we begin. We can have generation one, that's like maybe a grandmother. And we can have generation two, that's maybe a son. And then we can have generation three, that's maybe a grandchild. You'll see how confusing this will all get when we start talking about different generations. So this terminology will be important. When I talk about the GST tax, I just like to set the stage. So now we can ask, what is the GST tax? Well, the GST tax was first enacted in real force in 1985. At that time, there was a sense that there were holes in the estate tax system that wealthy individuals could take advantage of. Now, you might recall from another episode that at that time, the estate tax exemption was really low. As an example, the estate tax exemption in 2001 was $675,000, much lower than it is now. And what this means is that in past decades, most people of substantial assets had to pay estate tax at their death. And what this also means is that in the typical scenario, a person would leave assets to the next generation. So generation one would leave assets to generation two. And when she did, that would trigger estate tax. Then generation two would leave assets upon his death to generation three. And that would also trigger estate tax and on and on. So every generation had to pay its share of estate tax. So here comes the perceived abuse. Well, wealthy families realized that they wouldn't need to leave the assets from generation one to generation two. Instead, maybe generation one could skip generation two altogether and leave the assets all the way to generation three. That way, when generation two passes away, there's no estate tax on those assets because in our case, generation two doesn't own them. And take that a step further. Instead of leaving assets to a person outright, Generation one could leave it in a trust. So then upon the death of any beneficiary in later generations, there would be no estate tax due. And by this mechanism, many families were able to avoid estate tax for multiple generations. This was seen as a way for them to use a loophole to avoid estate tax. So Congress enacted this new tax, the GST tax. The GST tax is that separate tax that applies to any transfer to someone who is more than one generation below you. And it's meant to approximate what it would look like if those assets did trigger estate tax at every generation. So now it's time for another set of terms. A skip person is someone more than one generation below you, like generation three or generation four. And a non-skip person is someone who is no more than one generation below you, 
like your sibling or generation two. When there is a gift to a non-skip person, there are no GST tax implications. But if there's a gift to a skip person, that triggers GST tax, or at least it has GST tax implications. So as an example, under the GST tax regime, if generation one would leave assets at death directly to generation three, then that would be a generation skip that would trigger GST tax. Currently, the GST tax rate is 40%. That's high. But keep in mind that it's really meant to approximate what it would look like if those assets triggered estate tax at the intervening generations level. So again, it's just one more level of estate tax. All that is the bad news. But now for the good news. There is an exemption from GST tax. This can be very valuable. If you use that exemption, you can make gifts and have those fat funds pass free of GST tax. And that GST tax exemption is currently very high. It's the same starting point as the estate and gift tax exemption. So as of 2023, each individual has a GST tax exemption of $12.92 million. That's scheduled to be cut in half at the end of 2025. Now, importantly, GST tax is not what we call portable between spouses. That term portability will be familiar to those who have listened to my other episodes. As a reminder, with portability, spouses can double up their gift and estate tax exemptions based on some elections they make after one spouse's death. So portability is very forgiving for gift and estate tax purposes. Spouses don't have to engage in a lot of complicated planning, and they can still use their combined estate tax exemptions. But the rules are different for GST tax. You actually have to have assets in your name to use your GST tax exemption. You can't just pick it up from your spouse. So if you want to engage in this kind of multi-generational planning, you have to be thoughtful about it. So more good news. There's also one of those annual exclusions from gift tax where a certain amount can pass outright to a skip person in a relatively small amount, currently $17,000 for 2023. And this doesn't trigger any GST tax and doesn't use any GST tax exemption. We'll talk about that in more detail later of how to use that GST tax exemption in, in an efficient way. But for the time being, just remember that the GST tax is a separate tax. It's separate from the estate and gift tax. So whenever there's a transfer, you really have to ask two questions. Number one, is there a gift or is there a transfer on death? If so, then you have to ask whether gift tax or estate tax is due. That's the subject of my prior episode. But number two, completely separate, you have to ask if there's GST tax due on that transfer. And with trust, it's a little tricky. As uh, distributions are made from an irrevocable trust, there usually isn't any gift or estate tax due on that transfer. It's almost like the gift tax or estate tax was settled when the trust was first set up. But for this trust, it's important to know whether that trust has been sheltered from GST tax by the use of that person's GST tax exemption or because the trust was set up before the GST tax was even enacted. So we have to ask if the trust is exempt from GST tax or not exempt from GST tax. If it's exempt from GST tax, then when distributions are made to skip persons or non-skip persons or to whatever generation, then there's no GST tax due. But if the trust is not exempt from GST tax, then when distributions are made to non-skip persons, still there's no GST tax. But if distributions are made to skip persons, then GST tax is due. And in fact, if an entire generation of non-skip persons dies, then the whole trust is subject to GST tax. Yikes. I mean, the good news is that there are ways to avoid this GST tax, and often we already build that flexibility into the trust. But these are some of the nuances we can explore later. Again, for the time being, just think back about how punitive that GST tax can be. 
So here at Once Removed, we think a lot about GST tax. Yes, the GST tax is this sort of trap for the unwary, but we should also think about the GST tax exemption as an important tool to provide you flexibility. Since GST tax exemption will enable you to set up a trust and apply that exemption to it, the trust will have those advantages of a trust for as long as you would like. And that trust would be exempt from estate tax and gift tax and GST tax for as long as the trust is in existence, if that GST tax exemption is understood and used properly. So here's the takeaway. The big picture is that there is a limit on how much you can benefit further generations without incurring additional transfer tax. So again, the question is, do you care about these limits on generational planning? On one end of the spectrum, the client says, I really don't care. That client is comfortable benefiting generation two, comfortable giving them the power and the access and the flexibility. And then generation two can do estate tax planning if needed. On the other end of the spectrum, the client says, I care a lot. That client wants to take any steps they can to avoid estate tax and gift tax and GST tax in the future. And for most of you and most of my clients, you're somewhere in the middle. And for those clients, they can think about ways to use that exemption in an efficient way upon death and during life. And as we know, that's the subject of the other episodes on this podcast. I'm Steve Murphy, and this has been Once Removed, a podcast on thoughtful estate planning. Thanks for listening.